the other day, Jamil McGee. You guys um, don't look that much alike, but you also do look alike. You yeah. have the, the eyes. Yeah. Like your, your facial our, makeup. We have very similar personalities, so a lot of people, when they listen to us talk, are like, oh, wow. Yeah, they must be related. Yeah. Or just best buds. Best buds. Just the best of buds. Wait, the, the joke's on them, because it's, uh, yeah, it's about to say it's, it's both. Yeah, joke's on them. <laughs> Um, uh, Fields. I guess like mm, I don't know. I have a hard time seeing it. Javale McGee on his Instagram posted a picture of his daughter dunking two basketballs on two different uh, rims, and then like the mom, the mother is also tall, and he was like, I can't wait for her to dominate the league. And I was like, Yeah, I never thought about that. Like his kid is gonna be tall. Well, he's got it's lineage. Gonna... His mom played for the LA Sparks. Yeah, I know. Like, there's lineage there. Like, yeah, so like athletic he... background. There's a very good ch- I mean, that baby, I think, looked like she was three. So, actually, since she's his kid, there's a chance that she's only one. There's a, there's a soccer player that plays for Manchester City. His name is Raheem Sterling, and he's got a kid who's, like, two, maybe? And he's been posting videos of him, like, kicking the soccer ball oh, around. Oh, I've seen those, bro. His kid, those... like, has, like, a legit, like, legit <laughs> good form and, like, a good. strong fucking kick. Yeah. It's like, yeah, daddy's probably, like, one of the top five players in the Premier League. So, I guess that checks out. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> All right, well. Of uh, soccer. What's up? The Wizards and uh, Knicks were playing today in uh, in uh, London. Oh, the London game they? today. This is the game that East Cantor didn't go to. Uh, yeah, That's I didn't get to watch the whole thing. Turkish government's out there to get them. To get them. Unless you ask Hito Turgaloo. Hito Turgaloo says, fuck you, bro. Yeah, You're which is overreacting. Um, welcome back, y'all. This is episode 78, 78. of NBA. This is the last Nikki in-person episode until yeah. further notice. R.I.P. He's right <laughs> here. Right here, damn it. Yeah, I know, but in the future. Right, but he's not dying. He's moving. He's... R.I.P. God, guys, he's... Like, Nikki, tell the people you're alive. Hi, I'm still alive. That's his voice. He's right next to me. Oh, wait, here. <clears throat> you... Oh, I'm still alive. You're going to have to... Thank you for stopping there. That. that was perfect. <laughs> oh, oh, I was going to go, but I could tell it's probably oh, too shit. loud. Dude, for all, like... The people don't know, though. We could, like, in today's age with technology, you could basically just pull, like, an audio file of that's, his voice and, oh, like, true. piece it all together. That's true. I mean, that's what they do with Tupac, so. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm <laughs> so, saying. I'm, like, one of my favorite NBA podcasts, they do the entire podcast remote. Like, one guy's in D.C., the other guy's in fucking New York. Yeah. So, or Portland. So, Possible. it's just, like, they're on different sides of the world and they podcast together. Which, po- which podcast? Uh, uh, um, oh my god now now I sound like an idiot because yeah, I can't remember the name favorite podcast, it's the Sports apparently. Illustrated podcast um, um, oh my god I'm forgetting the name that's okay we'll just move on doesn't yeah, matter fine, we can move on. it's the Sports Illustrated podcast with uh, Ben Golliver and uh, oh yeah yeah I know I know what you're talking about now it's killing me that I can't think about it I don't know what he's talking about <laughs> it's a good podcast they're funny um, Open Floor Open Floor Open Floor it's one of my favorite podcasts uh, although you wouldn't believe me because I forgot the name. Um, welcome back, y'all. This is episode 78. I am Jay, directly to my right. Introduce yourself, sir. Hi, I'm Nikki. And uh, directly to my left. Hi, I'm Tad. And the three of us are the NBAers. We are NBAers. the NBA three. Still not on that logo, though. <laughs> I got to hire a designer. 99 Designs, if you're out there, sponsor us so I can afford <laughs> to pay a designer. Slash comp me a designer. Thank you. I also <laughs> apologize for the raspiness of my voice. I did not chain smoke an entire pack of cigarettes. <laughs> I am just ill. Yeah, that's it. Has nothing to do with your uh, chain smoking uh, habits. I'm up sure until this today. Oh wow, we're on episode seventy eight, right? Yep. No basketball players ever worn the number seventy eight. No, Never. but we got some good ones coming up. Oh, some good ones. He's very excited. <laughs> um, well, let's get into it, guys. Um, 
The Celtics have had a really weird season, and uh, recently the Celtics have been fighting a little bit. First, it started with Jalen Brown and Marcus Morris pushing each other around. Um, and then in a recent stretch of games, Kyrie was calling out Gordon Hayward, uh, Brad Stevens. They lost to the Magic and the Suns, and he was basically like, we've got to be stronger, and it doesn't matter how young you are. You've got to fit into your role. And like basically saying, I've done this before. I've won a championship. You guys need to know your role and abide accordingly. Um and Jalen Brown clapped back. He was like, this is not a young guy thing, man. This is not an anything thing. This is just this is a team-wide thing. It doesn't matter about your age. Like, we're just having trouble here, and people are like not falling into the roles. Kyrie ended up apologizing. But the question I have for you guys is, with the season that the Celtics have had and the expectations that they had going in, I mean, Bill Simmons said on his podcast he expected them to have 67 wins, which might have been a little homerish. Yeah, Bill Simmons. Homerish. But nonetheless... My question to you guys is, do you think that it's time for the Celtics to make a move to shake things up? Or should they weather the storm? I think th- I think they should just calm the fuck down. They're still in fifth place. Um, you know, Gordon Hayward was out all last year. They have to fucking figure out. That's a lot to figure out for that player. He's been doing He's actually it's, been It's going to take him well. time to get back. Yeah, it's, it's going to take him take a lot time. of time. You know, Al Horford, maybe not as, um, I don't know. I mean... He's putting similar numbers to what he had last year, but he uh, is definitely not making the All Star team this. Oh, year. he hasn't. He hasn't been near like no. Al Horford had a couple games recently where like his his defensive prowess that he had last year, which is basically what like made them, you know, the number one defense in the league. He just hasn't been that guy, and offensively, like he's definitely lost his step. Um, they're relying on Robert Williams a lot more. He seems to be kind of like the future center for them. A lot of people are excited about him. I like him, but you know, I, I, to Jalen's credit, he has been playing better. Um, Hayward has been very up and down. Kyrie's been playing out of this world recently, mm-hmm. like just on a really good stretch. I actually think they need him to do more. Like he he kind of needs to take ownership of the scoring responsibilities, even though like their offense is very um, it's very equal. Like yeah. it's, it's very. It's but he a, took very... over. He took over at the end of the game yesterday. They played the Raptors yeah. last night, um, and so that like I got to watch the tail end of that game. They were down by, like, eight at one point. He just was like, nope, it's my time. And he just took over, scored a bunch. Yep. He got. He also had He had his uh, career-high 18 assists I saw last that. night. I saw that. He had um, a good game. So, yeah, he had a good they game. They needed that. Yeah, they, they, they needed, needed that, that for sure. I think they had a five-game losing streak or some shit. They were having a rough rough go at it. Yeah. I think they need to make a move. Okay. I thought, I, I've, I've thought that for, like, the whole season, though. Yeah. There's too many too many cooks, man. So, if you're, if you're, if you're Danny Ainge. Trader Danny. If you're Trader Danny, um, who is it that you're looking to move, and what are you looking to get in, in return? Not necessarily a player, but a, 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 say, style, a style of player. If it's Danny, he'll probably like What get, position are you looking to get back? Danny probably cuts ties with Gordon Hayward and gets like something smaller and cheaper. I don't think Gordon Hayward is going to be easy to trade. No, I know. He I don't will think, be hard to be I think the, the most tradable asset that they have is Jalen. There's Brown. going to be a team out there that's like, we will take a shot on him um, because... He clearly has a skill set. He's been his this season and the way that this season has unfolded and kind of how his role has played out has has hurt his stock a little bit and has has forced him to have you know a less than stellar season. But ultimately, like he is the most tradable asset that they have. They need to move him, or they need to move Gordon Hayward, and they also need to clear up the fucking glut of point guards that they have. Yeah. Um, Marcus Smart is a good player. Terry Rozier is a, is a fine player. He's like, there's, rough, he's not having a good year. Rough, no. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, here's the problem. Okay, they've got basically three small forwards, three point guards, 
And then, like, it's just kind of like the rest of the roster is, like, filler. And, look, I realize that the NBA is positionless now, but they don't really have, like, many true shooters. Right. Um, They don't have, like, a lot of guys that really space the floor in a way that you you kind of want to. And I'm not saying that any of these guys are bad shooters, but they don't have – they don't have shooters. Right. They don't have shooters. Terry Rozier cannot shoot. Marcus Smart fucking can't. Dribble a basketball practically. Yeah. He's been good for them though. Like no, just he's a great what player. He, what he does. Yeah. yeah. No. Look, I, I'm not disputing that. His he knows his role and he plays it well. But they need shooters, and they probably need a little more size. In all honesty, like yeah. Al Horford's game has he lost a step. Like you can see, it's noticeable yeah. this season. And I think they're a good team. I think they're if they don't make a move, will they be fine? Yes. But the three guys that I would move, or the four guys that I would move, would be. Uh, some combination of Rogier, uh, Jalen Brown, Gordon Hayward, and Marcus Morris. Um, I feel like Marcus Morris has been like he's, one of their, he's their, like their bright. I, this year. But, he, yes, but he's, he's not good. Like, but he's but not he's, normally that. Yeah. And he's also a locker room problem. I don't know that he is for them. Yeah. I, he he him and Marcus Smart came in and kind of like righted the ship for a couple of weeks when they were having a rough go at it because like their defensive identity was shit and like. They were, and frankly, like Jason Tatum has not taken the step this season that most people expected no, him to take. He's like, really... I'm, it's not to say that he's been bad, but he just hasn't been. He hasn't been like next level good like we thought he was going to be. Like last year, what were we looking at? Like last year, he was at fourteen points. This year, he's at sixteen point six. You know, his uh, field goal percentage, like three point percentage, is down substantially now. To shoot forty three percent in your rookie season, it's hard to maintain that. Um, but even like his field goal percentage has gone down by a decent amount as well. His effective field goal percentage has gone down decently. Like overall, like he just hasn't taken the leap that I think they were really banking on this year. Yeah, but I think that this happens a lot with second-year players. Like, it, it always sort of happens. It kind of always evens itself out. Like, there are some guys who their rookie year, they they don't do much. They show you flashes, yeah. and then they put up big number, and then, like, you know, but they, they don't really do much their rookie year. And then their their second season, like De'Aaron Fox is a prime example of yeah. this. Like, you have, like, your, com- your kind of your coming out party. And then, on the flip side, you have guys who, as a rookie, and Jason Tatum is a prime example Donovan of this. Mitchell also is on right. that. Yeah, where they they come out and they they dominate or not really dominate, but they play really well as rookie players, and then suddenly like the next season, like teams have figured out how to guard them a little bit more, like the rotations in like terms of like defending that particular player have changed, and so it, it becomes you know kind of a thing where they've got to modify their game a little bit. So I'm never quick to pass judgment on a player after year two. I'm generally not quick to pass judgment on a player after year four, Um, especially somebody who's shown me as much as he has. Like, Victor Oladipo was a player who I never thought the Magic should have traded, and then, like, they they did, and look at Victor Oladipo. He's all NBA. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, I'll say, like, the Aaron Baines injury hurt them, um, and, you know, they're just... There's just and we talked about this before the season started, like, how how, how is this team going to look now that Kyrie's back, Terry Rozier was really good last year. He's going to lose minutes. Like you've got Marcus Morris coming back, you've got Marcus uh, Marcus Smart coming back, and Gordon Hayward, and you got to fit that all in with like, you know, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, yeah, the team like, that literally brought you to the one game away. From right, the exactly. And it's just like there's just there's just not enough to go around. So now you find yourself in this situation where like, I, yeah, their rotations are still they're still figuring that shit out, and like they just haven't been. They haven't been as effective on the offensive end. They settle for a lot of mid-range jumpers, which is is definitely affecting. Because they have no, sh- they have no shooters. Yeah, they've got. Yeah, a, looking they've got at a, that team, that doesn't. Yeah. It's not that many. It's not I promising. Jalen's had a, a rough season. Outside of Kyrie, is Jason Tatum their best shooter? 
Oh yeah, definitely. I think Easily, so, definitely. Even Marcus Morris might be a little bit better. Maybe, than that, but yeah, but that's not, not, that's not, not great if your power forwards are your best shooters shooting, outside of your he's shooting forty five percent. Yeah, he's three, having but, a pretty solid season. But, oh no, no, yeah, uh, Marcus Morris and is he's doing also very doing it good. on a career high attempts. Yeah. yeah, he's he's having a great season. Like that's what I'm saying. Like Marcus Morris is like borderline all star this year. Yeah, he's like, doing very well. Also, uh, one of Jason Tatum's nicknames was Taco J. That's a pretty that. gr- that's a pretty great nickname. I saw that Taco J. Um, Jason Tate Yum. Next topic, we uh, we talked about this a little bit before the podcast, but um, some rumors have been coming out of Dallas that uh, Dennis Smith Jr. is on the trade block. The rumored teams to be interested in him were the Magic and Suns. Recently, the Dallas Mavericks and some of the teams that shown interest have pulled back um, on those rumors and, and basically negated them. But uh, Tad had some some hot takes on this. So, Tad, I'm going to give you the floor. What were your reactions when you found out that Dennis Smith Jr. is on the trade block? Okay, number one, I was like, Orlando, please. Yeah. Like, let's get him. <laughs> but we have to get him without giving up any of what Orlando fans have uh, coined big, just all B-I-G in all capital letters, mm-hmm. which is Aaron Gordon, Jonathan Isaac, and Mo Bamba. Yeah, one of those guys got to go. We, we no, we 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 can't. They don't we don't want to give up any of those guys. Yeah, one of them. We keep, I don't. No, I don't think so. His Dennis Smith Jr.'s trade value is so low right now, and sure. I. This is what I think happened because the Mavericks said, "Oh, hold on, you know what? Nah, he's off the block. We're just kidding." Because here's what happened: they had two teams, and probably more. I mean, I'm sure there are other teams that put out feelers on him that were interested in him, and when they reached out. The Mavs were like, oh, yeah, well, we want these things. And it was like, oh, then suddenly they realized, no, none of these teams were going to give them right. anything near what they wanted. And they realized, holy fuck, we have no leverage. Yeah. And so now they're being like, oh, he's off the market because they are trying to like gain some sort of leverage yeah. in, in this situation. And they don't have any. I fully expect him to be moved. Um at like prior to the deadline, if not at the deadline, but I, I would I would expect him to be moved prior to the deadline, and I think he'll end up in one of those two teams, and I think they're not going to get nearly as much as what they they were hoping. There's to get. a lot of rumors that have been going around that have not necessarily been reported, but more like speculation by NBA media. Um, here's the thing about Orlando, and this wasn't even necessarily the subject, but we should talk about it since we're on the topic. After a promising start, they have floundered, and they have a lot of really strong trade assets that they can give up for some real, real, like, good returns. I agree. Like, Vucevic, somebody's going to trade for that guy. We like, need a to playoff get contender is going to pick yeah. him up. Like, I can't understand for the life of me why the Lakers don't go out and get Nikola Vucevic. Like, go get him. You need a real center, an actual center. I don't want any of, I don't want any of the Lakers players. I think you so. would take some of their assets and maybe a pick, though, in exchange for Vucevic. Like, that's, that's really, like, the best you can hope for. And, like, in a trade for, like, DSJ, like— if you send over Vucevic and they send over Wes Matthews' expiring contract, DSJ, and you send, like, a pick, then that's a clean exchange. Because Dallas wants to make the playoffs. Right. Mark Cuban does not want to not be in the playoffs. Rick Carlisle does not want to not make the playoffs this yeah, year. They, they are making a push for that eight seed. They've had and like, their one season of shit. They're, we're, like, we're right. going some, back into it. Some things that I've seen floated out there, and there's not a ton of, like... Um, like substance, that's just kind of like the like like people that are like the Orlando Magic community would be like giving up Gordon and Terrence Ross and probably one other piece for DSJ and like Harrison Barnes. Yeah, or that. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I I know you said like those three guys are the 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 big G's. What do you call them? The big, big the, just big, just big, just big. B I G, B I G. That's it. Here's my thing. Also, I can't believe they still consider Jonathan Isaac a small forward. 
I don't. He's not a small forward. That's his he's just a really positionless basketball. Yeah. Here, <clears throat> here's my thing. We talked about this in the offseason when they signed him. That Aaron Gordon contract is very friendly and teeters down towards the end. It does. So it's a very nice contract and a very tradable contract. It is. Especially for a team that is looking for a boost. And he still is a good player. He had a really promising season last year. I haven't really followed his his, his season this year, so I'm not really sure. It's, right. uh, it's honestly about the same yeah. as it was last so, season. No better, no worse. But he's a guy who's on a very tradable contract. And it would make sense that a team like Orlando would go after a DSJ to pair him with Mo Bamba and Jonathan Isaac. And then, of course, you know, basically go back into tank mode one more time or two more times or maybe three more times. Um, but then, like, you know, Phoenix makes a lot of sense. Like, Here's the thing that I they think like Dallas needs to like. He's 21, man. Like, yeah, you've only been rebuilding it's for only two his years. Second season. Like, yes, yes, Luca is clearly, clearly the future for your team. Yeah, and yes, he does the things that you need needed DSJ to do when you drafted him. That he just doesn't have the skill set to do. He's a worse shooter than because I compare his game a lot to like Steve Francis. He's got a very similar style where he's like downhill to the basket attacks the basket very powerful like springboard you know jumping capabilities he's just not he's a good ball handler not a great ball handler not a good shooter terrible terrible defensive player so like yes is is it is it not working out with DSJ maybe he's not necessarily filling the role that you had sought out for him and maybe he's better suited in the way that his your career is kind of going right now to be like a six man but you know who else they said that type of shit about Victor Oladipo. Yeah. So just like nope. be patient. You I don't understand. That's why. That's why I'm fully in on him. And a lot of people are like, "Well, you know, how good has he been? He hasn't really improved that much." And I'm like, "He's young. He's talented. Like he's clearly shown. Like his he's shooting. Like his his shooting needs. A little I bit I work. would be happy as a Bulls fan to trade Robin Lopez and Bobby Portis in exchange for Dennis Smith Jr. and just let's go. Now we got a new point guard because Chris Dunn's just not doing it. He's not doing it. it. Any team that's at the bottom, like, you should be looking for... Like, the Knicks, fucking pick up the phone, man. Tim Hardaway for Harrison Barnes or Wes Matthews expiring contract and Dennis Smith Jr. and a pick. See you later. Congratulations, Dallas. You just got a pick from the Knicks and we got Dennis Smith Jr. Yeah. Second round pick. And, like, there's teams at the bottom that could afford to send some real players. Because the other one that that was rumored was the Suns. Right. So what do you think for, like, what would they end up Like, who do the Suns Suns have? have? Nobody. Nobody. They they can't make a compelling offer. Yeah. Like, maybe you send TJ Warren? Like, TJ Warren is somebody that they could send. But, like, do you really want to give him up, though? Like, he's your only other good player, and he's young. Yeah. 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 But there, and and the other rumor that I heard on the starters, and this was not a rumor, but, like, speculation that I thought was interesting. The Memphis Grizzlies decide, we're going to blow it up. We're going to trade Marcus Gasol and Mike Conley to Dallas for Dennis Smith Jr., Harrison Barnes, and Wes Matthews' expiring contract. And you also send a pick to uh, to Memphis in exchange for those two players. Huh. I mean, that'll help them. Because here's the thing. Memphis is fucking bad. Yeah, they, they had a really great start to the they season, and they are so bad. That wasn't gonna oh last. yeah, we talked about. We said Same like should happen last. We said it on a couple episodes ago. Like if there's one team that was currently in the playoff race that we thought was gonna fall out, we thought it would be Memphis, and we were 100 percent right. They fell quick. Yeah, and 19, like they're falling down. Well, fast also, 19 and, and 25. That's why they're. It's not even that bad. No, I mean in comparison to the East, but like yeah. also, come on, it's just. It's and so also, bad. we're talking about the Dallas being like, yeah, we're gonna make it the playoffs. They're 13th right now. Oh yeah, they're it's, not. It's, they're not. They're, doing well, that's that. the thing. They've 
want though. to make the push. They want to. Yeah. So they're going to need somebody to make a push. And there's guys out there. Like, there's plenty of guys out there that they can go get. Like, dude, go get Andre Drummond. Like, I bet you fucking Detroit would love Dennis Smith. Why? Jr. But what do you want? What What are you going to do with DeAndre Jordan? Yeah. You got Start them both. Already. The yeah. Twin Towers. The twin Towers. Why you just say yeah. one of them comes off the bench? I don't know. There's 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 potential. There's there's a lot of assets out there that they can go I mean, that they like can go get. Orlando could give you Jonathan Simmons, who's an expiring contract. Evan Fournier. I legit forgot about Jonathan a pick, Simmons. Yeah, I know. and get back, like you said, Wes Matthews and Ben Smith Jr. Like, like you, that's a pretty good trade for them. What about Charlotte? Yo, go get Kemba. You want to make the playoffs? Put him next to fucking Luca. Kemba and Luca, that'd be fun. I'd love that. Uh, anyways, next story on the on the uh, on the roster here on the rundown. Um, James Harden continues his phenomenal play as of late. He's had multiple fifty point games. He scored thirty six in the first half a couple days he scored ago. Scored three straight fifty point games. He is yeah. he is three straight. He is dominating at a level that. Um, I've never seen um, from an offensive player. Like, I just haven't seen it. And and maybe it's just like I'm getting caught up in the moment, but I genuinely – I was somebody made a case for this on a podcast I was listening to the other day, and they were basically saying, like, he might be the greatest offensive player Look in at his NBA last history. 10 games. He might be the greatest offensive player in NBA history. Last 10 games, he's averaging 40 I'm hesitant to give six. him that distinction because he fucking shoots so many free throws. Sure. But here's the thing. It's just like he is elusive enough to get to the free throw line and plays within the construct of today's game. He is also a phenomenal passer. Like while averaging 44 points a game in the last 10 games, he's also averaging 9.3 assists and 8.8 rebounds. Look, I'm, I'm with you 100%. I'm, I was wrong. He is, he is. I was wrong. It's hard <laughs> for me to say that. So that's the last time I'm going to say it out loud. He's probably MVP. I mean, I, I mean at this rate... I don't see it changing. Considering though. what's, what's going to change, unless yeah. he gets hurt. That's what I'm saying. Like considering what he's been able to do, and how how much better Houston has got after their really really slow start, mm-hmm. and considering that Clint Capella is going to be out for the next 48 weeks, Chris Paul's been injured most of the season. Eric Gordon's hurt right now and has been injured. Did you in say and out. four to eight or 48 weeks? 48. Four, 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 two, eight. Four, two, eight. I got tongue tied. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The second you just <laughs> said it again, and it didn't sound any better, and I was like. It still sounded like 48. 428. Four, four, uh, four to eight weeks. So he's going to be like out for went, a while. If we say 48, at what point does that just become he's out for the rest of the, <laughs> <Right>. year. <laughs> the year? Maybe his life at that rate. Um, let's just call it six. <laughs> let's say six weeks. But, like, I, I don't know how I can vote for him as MVP right now. Now, yeah, granted, they, they're going to have to at least get a top three seed for me to seriously consider him over Giannis. But, like, yeah, what he's been doing has been a, immaculate. Do you, get a, do you get a vote? Do you get an MVP vote? I mean, in my heart, yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> in my we heart, could one day. We're technically I, that was our chance to claim gonna, some credibility. I'm going right to tweet there. it. I'm going to tweet it. We're a lot. technically we're technically press now. <laughs> it's. I mean, we're we're we are some sort of media. Yeah. yeah, yeah audio. Yeah. Audio. We're not a media. full court press. We're like a three quarter. Yeah, yeah. Half court press. We're a box and one. Um, <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, here's the other thing. Like, there's only been. I think I, I heard this stat the other day. I think there's only been seven players in the history of the NBA to finish the season averaging 33 points per game or more. Um, Will Chamberlain did it seven times. Uh, <laughs> then we have AI, Michael Jordan, Kobe, um, Kareem. Kareem. I don't know. If, Kareem for sure. I don't did. know that he's on that list. Hakeem maybe. The Let's one see. thing that I, the on. one thing that I was I remember seeing is a graphic where it was like uh, most consecutive games averaging forty points, and so Harden is now at like nineteen. Then I think it was Rick Barry had twenty two. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Kareem did it in his third season, thirty-four point oh, yeah. eight. Um, 
So let's see here. Yeah. So we've oh, got, we got this whole one. Thing. So yeah, Will basically Chamberlain a bunch of times. Yeah. Rick Barry. So Rick Barry did it once. Jordan did it once. Will Chamberlain did it a bunch of times. Kareem is yep there. Elgin Baylor. That was the one that I forgot. Oh, Bob Fucking McAdoo. Tiny Archibald. Bob man. McAdoo and, Char- and and Charlie Scott, who I don't know who that is, and George, George Gervin, Allen Iverson, and that's it. Yeah. Then Bernard, Bernard King, King just, just missed it. it. Is Tiny Archibald the greatest name of all time? It's pretty great. It's a no, good name. no, 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 no. Uh, Fats Waller. <laughs> Fats Waller. There's also a Fatty Taylor. Fatty Taylor. Fatty Taylor. Fats Waller. How do I spell it? Dick Buckus. Dick Buckus. Yeah. Dick Different Buckus sport, is, but is good great. name. Uh, yeah. Fatty Fat, Fats Waller is probably but, the best. So the thing uh, I saw, that's fair. the graphic I saw, so he's he's had Raleigh 19. Fingers. Raleigh Fingers. Raleigh Fingers is the best name. James Harden's had 19 games where he's averaging 40 points. Mm-hmm. Then it was Rick Barry with 20. Kobe with 22. I forget who the second to last person was, but number one obviously is Will Chamberlain. If you guys didn't see it, can you guess how many straight games he averaged 40 points? Will Chamberlain? Yes, Will Chamberlain. No idea. I'm going to say 82. 82? What you got? (laughs) 51. According to... The thing. No, and they even no. I'm gonna say 109. <laughs> they even said in the thing, it's real. 515. Oh my god! He was just at, that's it. I gotta find it to like to show you guys. I think it was on. Uh, everyone was posting on Instagram, but it was just during one of the Rockets games. I was watching, and I was like, "What the fuck?" I think, <laughs> I think I it was did like on that. TNT or something. I saw that today on Instagram. Actually. Honestly, I, I know that, what you're talking about. I I don't doubt that. I also hate people that discredit Will. Like, there's a lot about him to like. There's also a lot about him to not like. Yes. Allegedly, he played in the league at, oh, like, age, Baylor. at like age 16. <laughs> Elgin Baylor did it for 33 straight that. games. But that. there it is. Will Chamberlain, 515 straight games, averaging 40 points per The game. best thing is, my favorite story about Will Chamberlain that like his former teammates would tell was like what the season that he averaged 50.7 rebounds a game, uh, he, he apparently just told his teammates, he's like, yeah, so I'm just going to try to rebound everything. Like, you guys score points. I'm going to grab <laughs> Well, I forgot what it was. He also still averaged 30 points a game, but 51 essentially rebounds per game. One of his, one of his seasons, I still remember this, um, people didn't like him. They were like, you're fucking selfish. All you do is score. He's like, Bill Russell, he's a team player. He passed the ball. So he was like, fine. So he averaged like 14 assists a game that season or something <laughs> like that. He was like, fine. If you guys want me to pass it, I'll fucking pass it. He's like, I can do it all. <laughs> Please let that be real. Mm. Ugh, Zion I'm actually kind of like I'm kind of falling in love with John Moran from Murray State. I'm no, okay you're buying him. too much yeah, hype. It's, I think it I'm, seems hype. You're I'm, buying too much hype. I think I'm in love. He's a good player. He's clearly a good player, but you're buying too much hype. Also, I'm I, at this point. I'm I'm on the Zion train. I hate to say it, but I'm on the Zion. Train. Oh my god, he's so fucking good. It's yeah. wild watching him play. I'm, Although I'm they lost to Syracuse the I'm other day. Still uh, a blast to watch. Oh, that would be a disappointing. Yeah, um, anyways, I don't know. James Harden has been out of his fucking mind lately, so kudos to him. I, I think he's making a very, very strong push for MVP right now. Let's talk a little bit about the Bulls since we were just talking about their draft chances. report came out, so two things happened this week. One that I'm not so concerned about because I kind of get it, but a report came out this week that Robin Lopez has been requesting Snade demanding a trade, or pardon me, not a trade, to be bought out so that he can sign with the Warriors. Not so he can sign with another team, specifically so he can sign with the Warriors. Um, when you guys heard this come down, what were your initial thoughts? I mean, good for him. Do whatever you want to I do. Would, yeah, I, I fucking love Brooke, Lo- uh, well, Brooke and Robin Lopez. I love the Lopez twins. They might be my amazing. favorite. Bull. 
um, I would have no problem. With yeah, him dude, the guy wants to get. He, he's it. never played for a contender. I'm all for it. Like, I understand. Here's my thing. I understand what the Bulls are doing. They're what they're doing is they're doing the same thing that they did with Justin Holiday, where they're ticking up his minutes a little bit more so that they can trade him at the deadline, like they didn't do last year, and they're hopefully going to get more than they're not going to get more than they would have got last year. They should have traded him last year, but yeah, you know. He he. There are teams out there that could use him. The Warriors being one of them. Um, even with Boogie coming back, like they're going to need another center because Kevon Looney has not taken the step in his game that they had hoped yeah. for this season. To, I feel like it's hard to take a big step in your game though when like you're surrounded by. Yeah, just, but the thing is, yeah, like, I would is. argue that it's almost easier to just like know your role and just be an expert at your role in that system. And he hasn't even done that. That's fair. That would be yeah. my de- my debate on the whole thing. It's just like he just hasn't he hasn't taken the next level step that they were hoping for. Also, like <clears throat> the Bulls just extended Jim Boylan. Yeah, which is the other thing I was going to bring up. And mm, let's be clear here: they did not extend him. They just gave they, gave him, him a salary money. bump. Oh, I, I'm sorry, I misunderstood. Yeah, because yeah, they're, they're just giving him more money. Was there was say, a lot of weird reports that came out. So I misunderstood clearly. Um, they also what did they what did they do? They traded. For Michael Carter Williams, but like didn't actually get him. They just gave up a second round pick for mm-hmm. nothing. Yeah. What was the deal? Yeah, sorry. Anyway, we've had a run. Um, I wait, mean, here's the thing: wait, like, so the Bulls don't so, even have Michael Carter Williams. No, we traded no. him for money, but then we released him. Oh my! And God. also, we gave up a second round pick. Yeah, so yeah, it's been a rough year. Um, sick trade. Bill Simmons was saying he's like, did somebody tie Jerry Reinsdorf off? Like, is he tied up somewhere? Like, how can he let these guys run his team and continue to do shit like this? It's because he doesn't give a fuck, dude. As long as he cashed like, you those just checks. you just gave you just bumped somebody's salary after they lost by twenty points. Yeah. He also like okay. So I, my original point that I was gonna make was I thought they extended his contract. So I thought they gave him like an extra year no, or two. No, 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 no. And I was like, I totally don't blame Robin Lopez or any other player on that team for jumping ship. And at this point. If that was my team, I wouldn't. I like. I would jump ship. Dude, I wouldn't blame you, you guys. If you work in the front office and you're like an inside salesperson, I would tell you to go find another professional sports team to go work yeah. for. The Bulls are terrible. That sounds um, terrible. Yeah, it's not a fun job. I have friends that do it for the White Sox. It's, a, it's a hell. It's that a, also doesn't it's, sound good. Any team that's owned by owned by Reinsdorf sounds fucking. Shit. Terrible. White Sox are about to get Manny Machado, homeboy. Really? They just offered him a seven-year fucking oh, big-ass contract. I just want to say yeah. that I've called that since day one, Ugh. that he would end up on the south side. So hmm. It's good for them. Um, yeah, I they, go to a lot of Sox games. I saw him hit three home runs in three at-bats against the White Sox. At-bats. He knows how to do it. Amen. He knows how to do uh, it. Yeah, the, the Robin Lopez thing is, it's whatever. Like, I mean, I, I think they absolutely, I think that the Bulls are doing what they need to do. They're trying to see how long they can hold on. Because here's what's going to happen. The trade deadline's going to pass. They're going to release him. He's going to find a team. Or, it's it, that, like, that's ultimately what's going to happen. He has every right to be upset. He has every right to want to play for a competitor. But the Bulls have to do what they can to try to get something for him. And if they can't, then you release him for the end of the season. Yep. And let him be somebody else's problem. Um, one of the teams who could maybe use his services are the Los Angeles Lakers. Since uh, losing LeBron um, on Christmas, they have been on a major, major, major downswing. They're four and seven. Um, they have been quite, quite bad. Um, four and seven without him. The, the team is floundering. Um, they're just It's just been a really rough go over the last couple of weeks. And it got me thinking, like, based on how, how things are looking right now, even Tad talked about this a little bit, but, like, they have pieces. Are they amazing pieces? Depends on who you ask. I'm still, I'm still on the Brandon Ingram train. I'm not giving up on that. <laughs> I'm not giving up on it. Kyle Kuzma is 
phenomenal. I did not see him being yeah. what he is in year. Like he's a he's a he's a year two guy who made a jump. Yes, like a legitimate. I also feel like legitimate so did Josh jump. Hart. Josh Hart has had a weird season. He ha- he got off to a pretty good start. His role is really weird. Um, he's been starting over Contavious Caldwell Pope, which Who is better for stinks. him. Yeah. Which is better for Josh stinks. Hart. Contavious um, Caldwell Pope stinks. They don't have a lot though in the in the form. Like they have a lot of use, but like it, it, we talked about this earlier, it's like there's only so many guys that they could go out there and get that's going to make them competitive. Like yeah. you're not going to go out and get a Kawhi. You're probably not going to go out and get an Anthony Davis because like. The Pelicans are kind of sort of surging because they're getting healthy again. And, like, really, your most tradable assets are Ingram and Lonzo Ball because they're not getting really Kyle Kuzma. No. Um, he might be one of the best – he might be one of the most the best draft picks in the last five years. Like, after, like, Giannis. That man got drafted, like, second, second to last in the first round. Yeah. The good news is – And got traded. Like, by the, the good news, yeah. if you're a Lakers fan, is, though, is, like, okay – yeah, like, look, you're probably not contending this season. And I think that was kind of a reality. I think that's, like, what they all knew. But, I mean, granted, like, LeBron makes you a contender, but when he gets hurt. Oh, it's clear, dude. And he's missing. I mean, they were, like, number five. They were the five seed with LeBron. Right. So, yeah. I mean, here's the thing, though. Here's some things that they can take some comfort in. They have, like, seven expiring contracts. Right. And there was that was intentional. And, no, I look, I get it. So, like, here's the thing. Not only can you trade some of those contracts for role players, right. like, decent like like not decent but like good players um or maybe like get some picks right. something you know along those lines um they have those assets um they have young players um hesitant to call them young talent come on they've got some young players um and then here's the other thing like all those contracts are going to come off the books next season they still have a lot of guys on the rookie deals like they're going to have a f- cap space out the fucking ass to sign players although i think LA has sort of lost its allure to a lot of superstars. I mean, when, like, they've been snubbed. but And, like, I think the problem is their presentation is literally just, we're the Lakers. Well, yeah, we're and, the Lakers. And they're yeah. like, but what are you going to give us? And it's like, nothing. We're the Lakers. Right. And it's like, well, I don't want that. Because yeah. right. also, the more and more I watch it, the less and less I'm convinced Kawhi's going to fucking leave Toronto. Like, I, I think he might stay. I don't think he's leaving. I think that's a really good situation. I, they've yeah. got some really good I young pieces. I think he might just like, stay there. Yo, Pascal Siakam is my my vote for most improved player. Like he is yeah, he's, phenomenal. He's crushing like, it right borderline all star phenomenal. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like the Lakers, it's you're you're kind of in a weird situation because if that if that LeBron injury is like really really serious, you may just have to like ride this season out and get one more good draft pick. Yeah. But if not, like. I mean, I don't know. Like, like Brandon Ingram's been much better since since LeBron went out, and and that makes sense, right? He's getting more touches. You know, he's got a lot of opportunities. Lonzo's had a pretty decent season in comparison to last year. He's not having like All Star level production like a lot of people had hoped when he got drafted. But he's been good this year. Yeah. Um, Rajon Rondo was out for a while. That hurt them. Um, but clearly, when you when you lose out on LeBron James, that's going to hurt your team. And you know, they're they're floundering. They're not good. They're not good. Um, yeah. But I, I don't know. I think like. We talked about like Vucevic being an option. Who else is out there? Like um, nobody. That's my. That's, I, but here, so this. I mean, going back to Memphis. Like, if they're really going to blow it up, like, why not go and get Marcus Ole? Like, go get him. Why, dude? I don't want you. Don't want aging, injury prone at this point in his career, Marcus Ole. Go get like, Andre Drummond. Go, go get fucking um, Mike Conley. Sure. sure. Yeah, you could get good Mike Conley. I'm saying like, go get, go get Andre Drummond. He's go get young. Gordon Hayward. Yeah. No, I'm serious. Go yeah. get like go get Bradley so whatever. Beal. This this year is a fucking wash. Like, go get Gordon Hayward. This is your mm-hmm. chance to go get Bradley Beal, and you're you're 
your pick could still be attractive because we don't know what LeBron's health situation is going to be like. Yeah. So go go after Bradley Beal. He's a 26-year-old kid. Have, he doesn't have a return he time He is right? killing it. He's so good. Bradley Beal? He's so good. He's averaging like 31 well, I, over like his last few games. I don't know. I, I had to leave before the game was over, but when they were playing the Knicks, they were down by like 15. He brought him back like that. Yeah, Bradley Beal is having a, a so great season. I don't know. Since, you know, sans, sans John Wall, he's been pretty damn solid. Oh, yeah, look at um, that. They won by one. Yeah, he's been good. I mean, you know, 30 points a game basically over he his scored. last. He's averaging 31 in January. Wait, can we see? Okay, so he ended up with 26 points, uh, two steals, nine rebounds, four assists. Yeah. Shot. If you would have told me. Not that great. If there, you would have told me five cool. years ago that Bradley Beal was going to be the better player in that backcourt, I would have told you you were crazy. Oh, I no, I he couldn't I, stay healthy. I thought well, he couldn't I stay mean, healthy fine. every season. He got hurt. But dude, John Wall is like the uh, who who is it? You said is he said he's the best worst point guard? Zach Lowe, maybe Kevin O'Connor. Yeah, okay. Kevin O'Connor ca- always calls him the worst elite point guard in the NBA. But he's not he's not wrong. Well, look, a couple true. years ago when they made that playoff run, everybody's like, oh, this is John Wall's coming out party. He had a really great season. He was in shape. He led them during the playoffs, and he's just he's just not made any improvements. Nah. And he's also a fucking cancer. Um, Bradley Beal is also just a like a fun, good player to yeah. watch play. Yeah. Um, and he's he's a more modern NBA player. Like he's good on the defensive end. He's a really really great shooter, and he, like he can get a lot of shots in a lot of different ways. People also forget he's only twenty five. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like if you're the Lakers, go get him. Like Damn. Brandon Ingram and Lonzo. See, see uh, the, uh, the Raptors, they lost. I didn't even know. He had 43, 10, and 15. Yeah, he dominated. Um, fun story for us. <laughs> Many of you may have seen on social media. I have a relatable story. Oh, I'm sure you do. Um, Enos Cantor, on his cheat day this past week, decided that he was going to eat 13 burger patties, 7 eggs, and a pl- not a plate, a platter, <laughs> a platter full of fries on his cheat day. And then the following day, he missed... Practice uh, and could not play due to illness. Due to illness. Um, So the question I have to you guys is: Have you ever eaten anything that prohibited you from doing something important? Okay. So it's actually basketball related. Of course it is. Um, So no, have I ever done anything that prohibited me from doing anything important? Um, Not really. But one day when I was a freshman in high school, I went over to my friend's house after 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 school. We had we had a basketball game that night. and I went over to his house and proceeded to just, like, eat chips and, like, drink some Diet Pepsis, like, uh, just eat some candy. I think there was a piece of cake thrown in the mix. Like, <laughs> I was, I was like, 15, you know? Like, you could just crush food when you're 15 and, like, sure. nothing bad happens. And, like, I just ate all this fucking food. And we finally, it's, it's, we get to the high school. It's game time. I score 10 points in the first five minutes of the first quarter of this game. And then, like, I get, I, I, like, I'm not feeling great. I, like, all this running up and down the court, I'm really not feeling great. I had to, uh, like, I got subbed out, and I had to run from the bench to the locker room to throw up. And could not play the rest of the game because I felt I was so sick that I, I couldn't, I physically couldn't play. Oh, I've got man. something similar. Um... <laughs> But this, it was not, um, I didn't overeat. It's, I, so before a baseball game, I was about eight, eight or nine. It was, I was very young. Uh, and we were, I ate McDonald's breakfast. Uh, and I, I do remember getting, I think, like two or three hash browns with my breakfast, uh, which probably was not a great idea. And we're playing. I also started off that game hot. I was doing pretty. I remember doing w- really well in the beginning of that game. Uh, and then just like I think the third or fourth inning came along, and I was like, 
I don't feel good, coach. Can I take it? Can I just sit? And he's like, yeah, sure, whatever. And I was just, like, sitting there, and I was like, what's wrong? And it's like, I don't feel good. And she's like, well, then let's go home. We're walking towards the car. I stop walking. She's like, what's wrong? And I was like, Mom, I'm so sorry. <laughs> and she's like, what? And then I just shit my pants. <laughs> it all just comes out. Oh, my God. We go to the bathroom. I plop it out into a toilet. <laughs> I clean it up a little bit. And I decide, I'm like, Mama, I don't want to sit. <laughs> I sit. I sit down in the back. My mom puts a towel down just in case. I sit. And I was like, no, nah, I can feel it touch my butt. I don't like this. So she moves her seat up. And I'm kneeling on the floor of the back seat with my just like kind of like hovering over the couch. <laughs> and she goes, how you feeling back there? And I was like. Mom, it's happening again. <laughs> and I shit my pants again. <laughs> and I would like to point out, if you are fans of Eat Yay Love, you will know that was not the last time McDonald's had fucked me up. And that's why I never eat McDonald's again. I'm fucking crying. I have nothing but bad stories from McDonald's. That is incredible. Oh. That is, that I was, was honestly that took me on a ride. There was like a beginning, <laughs> there was a climax, there was character development. Like, that was oh, a story. Man. I I felt so I literally the the funny part was it's Horner Park. So if you don't know Horner Park, it's a very big park, and we were just walking across the park. We weren't walking around. So I stopped in the middle, like dead center of the park, <laughs> to shit my pants and continued walking as if nothing just happened. I don't know if I can follow that up. <laughs> Sorry. But now I kind of wish you would have gone last. I what I will say is like when I was in high school, I went through this period. There was a jewel right uh, for the listeners who are not based in Chicago. <laughs> it's a grocery exactly store. Um, there was a jewel right next door, and I used to go there for lunch sometimes to grab to grab lunch, obviously. Um, and I went through this period where I was only eating cookie dough and getting milk during lunch. Like that was like my go to. How old were you? 16? 16? Yeah, okay. I think you were 17 because I was Dude. in school too at that point. No, you I was were eating. You know what? It was my freshman year, yeah. so I would have been 15. Oh, you, were okay. eating, you, were, you were eating raw eggs and like just a weird combination of like sugar and flour and chocolate. Yeah, don't forget a half a pint of milk. And then yeah. you were just pouring dairy yep. on yep. top of that. Yep. All right. And so this was during baseball season um, as we were prepping for the season. So it was like, it was early spring like late winter um and we started practicing outside and we did some like we did some pulls for so so for baseball players or for people who are not baseball players that's basically when you run from one foul pole to the next foul pole as a warm-up uh, and i did two two poles we were supposed to do six um and we had porter potties uh in and around the field uh, midway through my run on my fourth pole i could feel my stomach bubbling um most likely from the uh, raw eggs and cookie dough and dairy that was uh, consumed earlier that day. Jesus Christ. Um, I then basically sprinted to the porter potty, uh, and I missed the rest of practice because I was just shitting my brains and out in a porter potty. Fun fact, uh, I did not shit my brains out, but... Well... <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, I'm talking about, no, I did for the McDonald's thing, but this next story, I once did the exact same thing. I got the, like, pre-cut... Uh, cookie dough, and so just cookie dough squares. I was popping them and drinking milk. And one of the baseball coaches walks up to me. He or like is walking past, and he goes, 
what the fuck is wrong with you, Keyless's? Stop eating cookie dough. And I was like, what are you talking yeah, about? Damn. And then I asked Jay, and Jay's like, yeah, I ate cookie dough. I used to eat cookie yeah. dough during lunch. Yeah, we are discussing you. When, when is the last time you shit your pants? Like, how old were you the last time you shit your pants? Yeah, I'm not proud to admit this. Uh, 20. Today's my 30th birthday, so 28. Two years ago, wow. 28, I was in a public restroom. I was taking a piss. I felt that I had to fart. I did, and a bunch of shit came out. <laughs> oh, that's tough. So I you, had to throw my undies one? out. Uh, that, was a, that was at a company happy hour, by the way. So I had to leave the bathroom to then go out there completely commando. I was 28. The last time I shit my pants, <laughs> I honestly, like, truly don't remember. I was maybe... Elementary school. Good for you. Like, oh, look, man, I've I've pissed the bed after <laughs> drinking like twelve different times. Um, fun fact: When Lauren and I were in California um, recently, like a few months ago, um, we went out drinking with her. Bro- her brother loves when I come out there because he has four kids. And, like, he's got, like, a kegerator, but he doesn't have anybody to drink with. Right. So when I come out there, he's like, fucking put your party pants on because you're gassing beers with me. <laughs> like, I was, like, one night, I was, like, the night after this incident, I was, like, dude, I can't drink. Like, ten minutes later, I'm just fucking <laughs> guzzling him down with him. But I, we went to bed. I, we got home. We were sleeping in her, her three-year-old niece's room. <laughs> And oh Lauren wakes me up at about four in the morning. Oh my god! And the bed is soaking wet. And she goes, "Tad, you fucking pee everywhere." And I roll over and I go, "Lauren, you probably fucking spilled something." I'm going back to sleep. Oh, I rolled god. over and I went back to sleep. Yo, any girl um, that's willing to fall asleep in your own room, no, that's a ride or die. No, no, no. She 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 had gotten up and like slept like in a chair. She like went downstairs. Oh There's this whole thing. Oh and I had like a, fortunately, fortunately, they had since his her niece is three, they had a plastic liner <laughs> on on the bed. It's not what happened to me. I got you. Uh, oh two God. years ago, oh, I wake up at about three in the morning. Literally, I woke up oh, and I said, Jesus. why is my dick wet? I had no clue what was going on. I had not been drinking. I was sober as hell. I realized I pissed the bed. I wake up my girlfriend. I'm like, I pissed the bed. And then she just goes, <laughs> go get a hairdryer and some paper towels. And I was like, what? And she's like, get a hairdryer and paper towels. We'll flip the mat. We'll dry it off and flip the mattress. And I was like, "That's it!" Like you're just like she was just like, "Whatever, just go. Let's go. Hurry up." That's what? ride or die. And go ahead. No, no, no. Okay, I got a. I got the last time I shit my pants story. It wasn't obviously not when I was a child. Uh, I well, this was three years ago. So my body does not know how to function properly. Um, I was on a film set. I was the AD, which just means like I got to make sure everything's running on time. I'm running around yelling at people, yelling at people. We're getting shots done. Also, I'm eating fucking craft all goddamn day. And finally, I'm like, oh, I got to poop. And it had I like had to for a while, but I had to make sure everything was happening and getting good to go. And I'm like, I was like, Are we guys, we got these shots. I was like, fine, you got five fucking minutes to finish this shot, and then we have to hurry up and get to the next one. I'll be right back. I got to go grab something. And they're like, okay, sounds good. And I'm walking away, and we're like in a carpeted uh, cathedral or whatever. I don't know. It was like some sort of church. And I'm just like scooting along because I'm you like, shit yourself it's- in front of God. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did because there was a giant. Well, Jesus specifically because there was a giant <laughs> fucking uh, cross, like you know, and he's hanging there, like what's up? And I walk. 
I grab the handle to the bathroom and it shocks me. And when it shocks me, I, oh, I shit no. my pants. I remember this. I shit my pants. I open the door again, <laughs> plop, the, plop it in the toilet, Ugh. and I... <laughs> oh, my God. There's no toilet paper. Ugh. I pull my pants back up, go to the next bathroom. There's no toilet paper in that one. So I go to where the like all the craft and all that stuff is. I grab that. I grab uh, paper towels. It's those fucking like, construction-style like oh, brown oh, paper towels. Yeah. Grab that, and I grab gaffer's, ta- uh, gaffer's tape, because gaffer's tape doesn't leave marks. So I... Threw the underwear away. I cleaned everything up that I could, and then I just gaffed all around my pants. So I was like, so my ass doesn't like touch any more shit that might be left behind. That is so gross. <laughs> I worked for another five and a half hours. Ugh. Went, got everyone into their hotel rooms. These assholes were like, they didn't want to go to bed, and I, there was a different hotel room that I had to bring more people, but they wanted to hang out and drink. So I hung out, drank. Went there, dropped them off, and I was just like, God, I'm, I have 45 minutes before I have to get up. So I was like, can I just crash on the floor here? And the person was like, the floor is disgusting. Crash in the bed with me. So I slept butt to butt and gaffer's tape <laughs> to, to the woman who was editing the whole film. Oh, and then the next morning, I got everyone situated. I went up to the director. I was like, I will be back in 10 Minutes. And he was like, dude, we're all tired and dirty. And I was like, I will fucking do that <laughs> in 10 minutes. Oh, the worst part is I was broke, so I kept those pants. <laughs> this has been maybe the, like, le- like we talk, we try to talk about NBA shit, but mostly we we're just talk about talk shit. About and we are shit. literally, ta- this is the tagline. We are living up to our own tagline right now. <laughs> I'm so proud of us. Do we even oh, want to talk about the last yeah, topic? Kind of, but no. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, let's do it. Let's do it. I uh, like them. Let's, let's They're f- not shit. Let's also, I want to call her out real quick because she listens to the podcast, but one time when Lauren was in college, she was dating some other boy, red flag number one, <laughs> and <clears throat> no, they, had all, they had all gone out one night, and she woke up in his bed to discover that she had peed herself, uh, and she proceeded to, there was a red Gatorade on his bedside table, so she proceeded to grab it, open it up, pour it, <laughs> all, pour it all over the bed, yes. and leave while he was still asleep. Oh, God. Sorry, my class are too loud. I that like that. Ingenuity. Sorry, Lauren. Love you. That's a G move. That's thinking on your fucking feet. Oh, man. Uh, do we want to talk about the last topic? Do you? Let's just God. hit on it. Spencer right Dinwiddie had a, minor, he had a he had a mini T Mac. Yeah, he had he scored thirteen points over the last minute and a half of regulation. Nine points, three straight three pointers over thirty seconds, forced the game to overtime. Scored seven more in OT, and they went on to win. I was saying this. Wait, before. did they win? Uh, yeah, they won. Yeah, they, they won. won. Okay. They won. I was saying this before. It was like a fun game. That 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 Nets team is is really really fun. Um, we thought that they were going to be in trouble when Curtis Levert went down. Um, he was the most promising star on their team. Then he went down, and then all of a sudden it's like, yo, Spencer Dinwiddie, we're signing him through a three-year extension. He's amazing. Like, we're going to keep him around because we don't know about this D'Angelo Russell guy. And then D'Angelo Russell, I'm assuming, saw that extension and got really inspired because my man has been on an absolute tear. Like, he's averaging 19 points a game and six assists, shooting 43% from the field, 36 from three. He's having his best statistical season yet. It's not even close. And now, now he's giving the Nets a lot to think about. Like, he he might be an all-star this year. It's a contract year. 
He played big time plays in contract year. He might. I mean, like their team, not only just him, but uh, where's that European kid that like ever since he came on board, they went on a fucking tear. Oh, um, uh, Dezana Muska. M- yeah, Musa. Musa? No, uh, Rodi Curix. Curix. That's Kurix. what it was. Rodian's Curix came from. I think he was playing for Barcelona, and he has been. Is he a godsend that, for them. Is he the one that his team like was tanking his draft? Yes. Yeah. So he played for Barcelona, and Barcelona was basically trying to tank his dra- draft like positioning because they wanted to keep him. So they were pretty much doing whatever they could to ruin his draft status. The Nets took a chance on him anyways in the second round. Uh, because of a lot of the injuries this season, he's been given a chance, and he has run with it. Like, yeah, he's he played has been really well. Really, really good. Yeah, he's shooting. Look at that. Uh, thirty-four from three is not terrible. Forty, uh, like pretty much fifty percent overall. His effective field goal is fifty-six percent, ninety-one percent from free throws. Yeah, he's really solid. Yeah, like, he's they've got, they've got a lot of really good young players. I also hand up confused Karis Levert and Spencer Dinwiddie. <laughs> And when he was doing that, I was like, "What?" The? I was like, "I thought this dude broke his leg." <laughs> I was like, "What?" I thought he was out for the seat. I'm like, "Did I like just completely miss something? Like, yeah. did they misdiagnose him? Like, how the fuck do you misdiagnose a broken leg?" And then I was like watching the game, and the guy comes on, and he's like, "There's Karis Lever." I'm like, "Ah, there we go." Like, it, it, but it, it did take me. Nah, man, they're they're good, man. Like, they've got some really good young players. Like Jared Allen's nickname is Fro. Yeah, that's it. It's Perfect. just Fro. That's I it. love it. That's all you need. Anyways, um, anything else we want to talk about today before we wrap up, guys? Any no. Other topics? No, this episode's been pretty shitty. Oh, wow. <laughs> so shitty. Yeah. Um, Nikki, we're going to miss you. Have fun in L.A., buddy. Yeah, this is sad. Yeah. This is sad. It's, we're still going to be recording. Nikki's still going to record mm-hmm. when he has time. Um, we're going to figure out schedules, but it's been an absolute pleasure. It's been a blast. Gentlemen, recording this podcast with you has been the greatest <laughs> pleasure of my life. <laughs> I mean, what more can you say? Uh, uh, anything that you want to plug, Nikki, before we, before we wrap up here, before we sign off on your last episode of NBA in uh, person? No, uh, follow me at Nikki Palooza. Other than that, I don't give a shit. Keep up with him. Tad, anything you got? Just follow me on Twitter, at Tad Hall underscore. There you go. Follow me at J underscore Kilos on Instagram and Twitter. You can follow NBA at NBA Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Make sure and give the podcast a five-star rating and review. It helps other people find us. We greatly, greatly appreciate it. For Tad, for Nikki, for Jay. This has been NBA. We're out.